The Pinball Network is online. Launching Pinball Party. Yay. Now I like a good intro, hence why I'm usually using Neon Dale music or demos I'm working on and then I put in some funny shit and blah, blah. But is there really a better audio intro than this? Ah, it's time to relax. You know what that means. Glass of wine, your favorite easy chair, and of course, this compact disc playing on your home stereo. Or this? Yeah. This is another story about dogs. Well, the dog that don't pee on trees is a bitch. So says... Well, as someone who grew up, I guess, musically in the 90s, I would say that the answer is no, so I guess let's just borrow theirs this time. I'm sipping on Tanqueray with my mind on my money and my mouth full of ganja. All A-G to the motherfucking E. Back with my nigga S and double O-P. Yeah, then you don't stop. Raging the back that's begun to rock. No, I did not blank out any language in their music. This is their music. I would never want to censor someone's art. So please don't, to me, in the future. Um, I mean, okay, if I'm a, let's say, if I suddenly turn into a Nazi tomorrow and make art, okay, you know, censor the shit out of me, because fuck that shit, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, I just, I'm saying that hot on the heels of being sponsored by that last week. Um, welcome to Pinball Party, episode 27, where yeah, yeah. we're using other people's intros. I, I won't make a habit of this in the future. I was just all jazzed up from listening to the Offspring's Smash and Snoop Doggy Dogs Doggy Style over the weekend on a pinball trade. Speaking of pinball, that's why we're here, right? For all the new listeners, um, oh, oh man, why are we talk? Why are we listening to this guy? Is he? Oh, he must be some, you know, marketer or someone in the industry. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just a fucking guy. I'm a guy. I'm 40. I buy and sell a lot of pinball machines. As in, like, I'm not a flipper or any of that. Just it's, it's, I'm in the hobby, and I happen to be oftentimes in front of a computer slash audio station recording music for a band called Neon Dale, um, which is kind of my main goal in life is to make music and audio. And on the side, I work <laughs> on the side, quote, I work in software as my career. So why should you listen to me about pinball? You shouldn't. <laughs> in fact, don't. If you want pinball news, you want to up-to-date all the information, yeah, we drop some stuff here there, but go listen to the pinball show on the Pinball Network. Zach, he's always got the inside shit. In fact, he also runs an awesome, awesome company where I buy my pinball stuff, or shit, if you will. When I buy my pinball shit, I buy from flipping out. From toppers or premiums, I've got it figured out. Flipping out. Right? Um, sorry, Rachel, I know this song is stuck in your head. I apologize, but that also means it's working. Speaking of Rachel, I think she might come on again soon. Hmm. You'll have to wait and see, but she will. <laughs> spoiler alert. Speaking of spoilers, well, let's not spoil, but any Star Trek fans out there, holy shit. Picard, right? Holy shit. We'll just say that. Let's get back to pinball. Pinball. You know, you've done your, oh, God, i got to fast forward the first 30 seconds, the first minute of any podcast. Of course, I do the same, you know. Hey, how are you? How are you? How's the day? How's the weather? Blah, blah, blah. You want to hear about pinball. 
We are going to do this episode very nonchalantly. Got a couple guests coming in soon. We're just going to talk about all sorts of random pinball shit, a reoccurring guest, and then someone who's new. But before we get to that, and maybe this is long overdue, I want to address slash just kind of discuss audio in pinball. Audio on the pinball machine specifically. I'm not going to go into judging the music and the callouts and all that because, hey, whatever, that's all subjective. Trust me, I write plenty of shitty fucking music, but I write good stuff too. I want to talk about the audio quality of the machine at your home. If there's one thing, I guess, in this subject, audio, I do have expertise on it. Why do I have expertise? Why should you listen to what I'm about to say about some pinball audio? Well, buckle up for a long story of how and why I'm in audio slash music. If you want to skip all this, which I don't blame you, I'll give you a timestamp in the description below. Otherwise, I guess if you want to get to know me personally a little more, keep listening for a little bit before we tie this all back into pinball. I grew up, actually my father was a barbershop quartet singer when I was like five years old, you know, aside from him introducing me to Elvis and the Beach Boys and Buddy Holly and and music at a young age, like a lot of us, put your era in here and your music. For example, our daughter, we introduced her to things like Green Day and Weezer and you know, all that, 90s stuff. I grew up listening to that and his barbershop practice every week. Uh, in fact, they're an award-winning, national first-place award-winning barbershop. Fantastic at what they do. I got into music as in, like, I want to play it. Sixth grade, you know, I wanted to be a drummer, but someone talked me into saxophone. Play saxophone until eighth grade, and I was like, fuck this. I want to play drums because of that thing you do, right? The movie. Well, that just reminded me I want to play drums. So I started playing drums and then I was first chair drummer in jazz band. I'm in a town where they take jazz band very seriously. For those who know jazz, jazz is kind of like the quote show off type of, you got to be good to play. It's all a lot of solos, a lot of fucking highbrow bullshit. Mm, fuck it. It's good, but whatever. A very strong jazz college area. I played in drums in a couple punk bands and rock bands in the late, in my late teens, where I was very much obsessed with Danny Carey from Tool, the drummer. Practiced to that. I would pray, Neil Peart, very I should say, talented drummers. Polyrhythmic shit, really, you know that. Then I started writing a lot of songs. Uh, as a drummer, for those who don't know, some, you're always usually practicing to something. If it's not a metronome, you're practicing to music. After a while, that might get boring as fuck. Um, I always enjoyed composing music. I say composing in quotes, John Williams. No, but you can have aspirations. I moved away to go to um, school for music theory and to take the songwriting that I was slowly, you know, learning guitar and I had piano lessons as a kid. I wanted to write songs. And oftentimes when you're writing songs, you want to hear it back, so you start recording. During that, when you're learning to record, you're starting to play with DAWs, digital audio workstations, Pro Tools. Uh, Logic Pro, which is I'm recording on now, GarageBand, Ableton, Audacity, Cakewalk, you name it. Everyone's a DAW, an interface, right? When you're young, you don't have money at all, so what's the best way to pay for things to get recorded or, or learn? Well, you figure it out. Figure it out. While I'm learning to record, the actual college and music theory was kind of taking away what I really liked about music, which was sometimes the mysterious or the way it makes you actually feel as opposed to learning every type of mixolydian scale, who does what, what way. It really, it's scholastic, right? So a fine line between playing jazz and showing off and look how good and memorizing all these scales versus like, you know what? Music in general, the 99.9% of the people makes you feel something. 
And if you happen to have a talent to be able to do that without schooling, well, then you don't need it. Because schooling, what I thought was like, well, let me submerge myself in school to get better at this. And like, no, I, I can just do that on my own. Uh, not an ego thing, just from my path, I didn't need school for it. Mind you, I surround myself with a lot of professional musicians or people went to school for it or all that who can rattle off, oh, no, that's an A minor here. Great, cool. Let's do it. You know, sir. But I bring to the table a knack of songwriting and intuitiveness, I'll say. So audio is the, let's say, the vehicle to get it to your ears, you know, or it's the path that music will take to get to your ears. So I say this as I, I was into music. I still am. I'm a songwriter. I, I take it very seriously. If you hear, you know, the jingles on this, yes, I make them and whatever. But, you know, music I take much more seriously. I should say I take those jingles very serious as well. But I also take audio as serious. So it kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of musicians. When, when they get really interested in music, you just, you know, by osmosis, you start learning things about, you know, well, during EQ, I should say. So when you're in these DAWs, you're learning about EQ, as in what frequencies sound like what? What does bass sound like? What's treble? What's mids? What is your version of mids? What's your version of high mids? What's your version? All that kind of stuff. Uh, so then when you're watching movies or in home theater, you start picking up on those things as well. It's like, okay, audio is audio and it's all that. Good audio is not about bows that Best Buy tells me or clips, right? I mean, at first it is, but in the long term, it's just good marketing. When you're using a digital audio workstation or more specifically mixing or editing audio, mastering as well, you want neutral sounding speakers. Neutral meaning I don't want... Uh, Lows that are super emphasized, like give me a lot of bass or trebles that are super emphasized, pss, all that, all that high, you know, because when you're mixing and EQing music, you want a neutral playground. So, you know, oh, I want to emphasize some highs here. I want to emphasize some lows there. But the general speaker marketed for, I'll say the general consumer is not necessarily a neutral sounding speaker. They use something called the smiley face EQ. For those who don't know what that is, it's let's turn up the bass and let's turn up the treble because... It is pleasing to the ears. You hear this boombastic and this really clear thing. Trouble makes things clear, for lack of a better phrase. And, you know, that's how they market it. But once you get into mixing and editing, you you, you can't have that because otherwise you're not wake, working from, you know, a, a, quote, a neutral playground. So whenever you hear a movie, uh, mastering music, mixed music, all that, they're using neutral speakers to mix the latest Star Wars or to mix an album. So when working with neutral speakers, you end up learning a lot, <laughs> I'll say. From, from doing all this stuff, you learn a lot. You learn, um, okay, a speaker will then tell you when you crank something, whether it's EQ, it's compression, it's limiting, it's stereo effects. You want to be able to hear what you're doing. And that's the moral of the story. And I bet you fuckers want to hear what's in the pinball machine, right? All right, we'll get to that in a second. I know I'm losing some of you, but just I'm, I'm saying all of these things led me to I've, I've built my own home theater. And I say that as in built the walls, built the soundproofing, double drywall, green wool soundproofing, measuring the rooms with microphones. Where's the bass traps go? Where's the audio build up? Um, same thing in, in a sound studio, right? You, you if you've seen a studio before or you're wondering what are what are all those panels for all that? A, a couple things. One, it sounds better, right? You don't get these reflections, but also it will stop bad sound uh, I'll say from happening I'm, I, without going into it. All those are the reasons of saying I have experience of what I'm about to talk about, I guess, in the pinball when I bring about pinball audio. I know how speakers work. I've built them from the ground up, put together tweeters, 
base woofers, midwoofers, three-way, two-way. I've built them. You know, I've I've measured them. I've built theaters. I've edited music. I've mastered music. I've EQ'd. I've written my own stuff. I know instruments. I'm practicing two to three times a week with the band. I'm I'm writing music usually in the morning. I'm recording music. I'm 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 recording right now into the thing that I use, a template in Logic, and I have EQ right on the thing I'm talking about right now. I have a channel EQ. I have a compressor. I have a gate. I have a limiter. I have a master limiter, and I have a loudness meter that I'm looking at right now. Shut up, Jason. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to just say, I at least know what I'm talking about when it comes to audio in general. Pinball audio. Look at that. We finally made it back. I respect the pinwoofers, flipper fidelity, all that. That is totally a good market. And 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 those serve a great purpose. I often struggle with pinball sound because I am so used to a very neutral sounding speaker in a sound treated room the speakers in front of me, Genelec 8030s, they both have sound panels behind them. I have sound panels behind me. I'm used to very professional quote sounding audio. Call it an audio file, call it whatever you want. But so I, my goal with a lot of times with pinball audio is I want to hear that shit too. I want the vehicle of the audio to be the best it can possibly be to get me what the sound engineers intended. Because there's a lot of variables in between the speakers and my ears that are fucking with that. In order of importance, what you can do to improve the audio of your pinball machine, in order of most impact, number one, by a long shot, a long, 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 long shot is your room. 100% your room. If you sound treat your room, your pinball machine will sound the best it can be with what it has, period. Sound treating your room means putting some sort of unreflective material on your walls. Because what's happening is the audio from your pinball speakers, number one, the mids and trebles are bouncing off the pinball glass and then bouncing around the room. They're bouncing all around the room and getting to your ear at different times, which messes with the sound. So if you fix that problem, just like you would at a movie theater or in your home theater, you are doing the most benefit you can to that audio path, the audio signal, the, the audio waves, all of it. Here's an example. Take a boombox, right, with your favorite song. Nirvana smells like teen spirit, let's say. You put it in a gymnasium, you crank it, how does it sound? Or you're listening to a high school band covering songs in a shitty auditorium at a high school gymnasium, right? How does it sound? It sounds like shit, echoey, nothing's really clear. Now let's take the, exactly what just happened, either the boombox or the band, and put it in your living room. You got couches, you got drapes. How does it sound? Sound a little better? Your room didn't magically make that sound better. What it did is stop all the interference that was coming out of the speakers or the bass drum or the bass guitar. It stopped a lot of the audio reflections, the mids, the troubles, whatever. So the, the at least minimized it. So what's coming to your ears is the direct sound from the instruments or speakers. That's essentially what we're talking about at a smaller scale with pinball machines in an echoey room. It might not be as obvious with the uh, gymnasium metaphor or example, but trust me, it's a massive effect. Ooh, the audio seems tighter. You might think it's clearer. What's happening is all the audio in the room is not bouncing everywhere anymore and amplifying itself and canceling itself in certain frequencies. It's stopping a lot of that from happening. So you're hearing what the audio, when someone is mixing it, 
when they're creating it, when they're putting these sounds into Jurassic Park or Iron Man or whatever, or in a movie, when you treat your room, you are mitigating a lot of the obstructions and the harmful effects that are causing that audio to sound worse or getting in its way. Before you're buying new speakers, before you're buying a new subwoofer, before you're doing any of that stuff, treat your room first and foremost. Every single time, that will be the biggest impact on sound by far. That would be your first thing to do. Second would be getting a better amplifier for those actual speakers, I guess. And that one's actually kind of not, I don't, I don't want to say it's not possible. It's totally possible you, you can do it with some of these aftermarket solutions, but it's, it's honestly, it's not really the speakers that are the problem. They can be. I'm just saying first, if you, if you again, <laughs> I'm beating this to a dead horse because I trust me and prove me wrong. Do it today. Take your pinball machine, put it in a room that's full of couches, full of soft material, full of anti-reflective. You'll be like, yeah, that did way more than any sort of flipper fidelity or anything else ever did to my speakers ever. No offense against those because that is, to me, that would be the third thing to do. If you could improve the amplifier, again, that's second, improve the amplifier in the Stern, I'll say Spike 2 machine, which is whatever. In the past, with things before Sam in Stern, like White Star and, and Bally Williams, use a pin sound and that... I mean, that's actually probably the answer first before anything if you want to improve the sound, but that's kind of a different avenue. I'm talking about the sound that we're dealing with. Number one, treat your room. Number two, get a better amplifier for those speakers. Number three, put better speakers in there slash do EQ yourself. I would do EQ in the in Spike 2, I guess, specifically, and I don't, I don't remember if JJP allows this. Go in there and really, um, if you can, first, just change the EQ to what it sounds like best to you. That's it. Whatever sounds best to you. Again, if you take that same EQ and put it in a sound-treated room, it'll be a thousand leagues better. For me, I'm trying to make the audio neutral. Like, I don't want the bass too high. I don't want the treble too high. I don't want the mids too high to sound like a telephone. I don't want the highs too high so when I get fatiguing. I don't want the bass too high because then I can't hear everything else. But that, that's me specifically. And third, and it, or fourth, sorry, and it might actually be tied with number one in a certain way, is actually treat the pinball machine inside of itself. The back box speakers, put some enclosures behind that eh? and put some sound uh, dampening material inside the cabinet. Yeah, but, you know, we're not going to be doing that. Why would you do it? Because the same thing I said before, there is audio that is bouncing around your whole room and there's also audio bouncing around inside the cabinet. Now, if the JJP, the Stern, the Spooky, the, all those employees, the sound engineers, if you're taking that into consideration and that's why you're popping out certain frequencies or emphasizing or doing um, phase cancellation, I would love to have any of you on here, the sound designers of that. Let's Please, let's talk. I'm going to hunt for you. We'll get you sons of bitches on here. I want to pick your brain about all of this stuff. Please tell me where I'm wrong, where I'm assuming the wrong things. But I'm just talking from my experience as someone who's, I guess I'd say, a sound engineer. All of those Options are just tools in your toolbox to improve the sound. Granted, the sound from the speakers and the cabinet and the back box and all that are fighting with the sounds of the coils popping off and the flippers and all that. Yeah, so the more you can have the room stop all those things from getting emphasized, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make a world of difference. I am beating this dead horse to goddamn death because... It is the number one rule in improving sound. Carte blanche, full stop, touch blue, make it true. Music, headphones, home theater, pinball machine, any audio. Treat the room first before you upgrade your speakers and you will be met with a world of pure audio bliss. With a little asterisk, there's actually plenty more 
that can do this, but I don't want to lose every listener we've ever had on that. We'll talk maybe part two and part three about audio in the future. But holy shit, Jason, shut the hell up about that. I keep fast forwarding and I just want to hear about pinball. I will grant you that wish. Let's talk about a lot of other pinball stuff, but I don't want to do it alone because I just went full blown up your ass with pinball audio. Since I stole an intro from other musicians, first time ever, mind you, of 27 episodes, every single time, it's been either something, well, it's, it's always been something I've written. So let me at least transition to this next shit with a demo I'm working on, because I don't want to plagiarize. And frankly, I haven't talked about Neon Dale enough lately. The main part of my life, music. But uh, let's let me, <laughs> I guess, the music uh, transition us into bringing Kale and Blake. My first introduction to a urinal, I was about five or six with my dad at the YMCA. Is YMCA a national thing? I always forget. Well, I have lived in uh, New Orleans, Atlanta, uh, Charlotte, Columbia, South Carolina, and Phoenix, Arizona. We all have YMCAs. Okay, so you're familiar. Blake, familiar? (laughs) Yep. There's there's Uh, some in California, and there's some here in Minnesota. I come out of the showers with a bunch of dudes, because that's what you do in the locker room. Yeah. And again, I'm five, Classic. and I see a urine, I'm like, oh, so I poop in it, you know? So I'm like, oh, it's a it's a toilet that just goes all the way to the ground. It's big and white. <laughs> hold and, up, uh, <laughs> you Hold up, you, you poop this, in what? In the urinal. Well, in the urinal? Thing. I'm like five years old. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know, man. So I, I, you know, I'm like, hey, I squat down, and I and I go, and I got up, and my dad's like, basically, like, what the fuck did you just do? I'm like, well, I just use the bathroom. And he quickly explained to me because when I then I looked like, oh, yeah, no one else is pooping in these things. Uh, Did you have a bidet in your house growing up and you're just used to having your butt near something low and sink like? <laughs> no, I was just stupid. Um, but I wish I had. I think I think you should blame your parents for that. That's your dad's fault for not teaching his son. Wow. I agree. Yeah. Um, actually, I think my mom listens sometimes. So uh, mm. it's not your fault, dad. Um, it's my <laughs> fault. It's a good maybe, kid. You know, according to Blake. Well, hey, uh, thanks for coming to the show, guys. Uh, Kale, uh, as always, nice to see you. Good to uh, see you. And first timer, uh, Belky boy on Pinside, Blake in real life. Hey, man, how you doing? Hello, hello. How you doing? I'm good. How's that closet? Oh, I'm uh, loving sitting in front of my wife's shoes. This is the optimal recording space when you've got a 10 and 12 year old, a deaf grandpa over for dinner and two dogs going nuts upstairs. This is where Jesus. I'm. This is where I'm set up professionally. That's perfect. Well, thanks for joining. This is really a fuck around episode. Uh, forgive my French. We don't like to swear on this show, but no, um, keep it nice. You know, yeah, <laughs> please do. We, you know, Blake and I got to know each other over a uh, a pinball sale, Black Knight Sword mm-hmm. of Rage, a couple months ago. I think it was right. And you were yep, you were a figured March. out. Okay, you were a figured yes. out member on the show because you came over, bought the game. It was quickly, we, we quickly f- realized the price, which was like, yeah, cool, I'm cool, you're cool, fuck it, come over. You helped me haul it all the way upstairs, which was badass, so I didn't die. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you, you got the badge figured out, and you know we've been texting ever since, especially about 
um, Bram Stoker's Dracula, you're kind of my BSD guy when I needed it. When I was, I'm your like, BSD hey, whisperer. Yeah. Should I buy this one? Should I buy that one? Um, yeah, I finally did it. And, you know, we've been texting. I was like, fuck it. Come on the show. Let's talk, let's talk about pinball and stuff. So, hey, man, thanks for joining. Yeah, love it. Love to be here. Kale, um, well, I guess to both of you, I, I had a question actually to kind of kick things off. I have been thinking about this mod for a, a pinball machine. I, I don't remember if I've mentioned this in the past, but uh, let me just hit you with I'm shopping names for it. But what it is, is, you know, in tournaments, people are playing pinball and they drain and they're going for the high score and all that. Maybe they win money. Maybe they don't. I think to make t- uh, tournaments a little more interesting competition, just put a mod in the coin door that when someone um drains a ball it punches you in the dick <laughs> so i this might only work for dudes but i think it would add a lot more to you know the enjoyment the drama like oh my god you know if you want to keep a ball alive you know pun intended um keep it going so it would install in the coin door you know it would have to have a uh, some sort of mechanism that would raise or lower because me i'm short as shit so you'd have to lower it to hit me right in the sack uh someone taller you know, you know, you know what I mean? You go up and down, but I'm struggling with a name. So let me shop these. Uh, you guys tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. Ball basher. I mean, that's whatever. That's obvious. Uh, sack smasher. <laughs> that's good. Uh, this is for when we, when, it, when we go on pin side and we sell it, uh, you know, it needs a good nut neutralizer, uh, dick damage, pole puncher and drain pain. I like that's what I was I was thinking something with drain. I'm gonna go with the last one. I've, I've got I've got one. Okay, I've, I'm an ideas guy. You know, okay. you I give you the idea and then you run with it. I can't execute. Okay, I call it bang back, bang back. <laughs> Let's go. Hmm? No, I, think, uh, I don't mind that, it. To me, that sounds like you're installing a personal pleasure device in the coin door for a. For a gentleman to feel better when he drains. That's something else. Some, there you go. That's the money. Some That's people, the money though, right there. they might like that. Yeah, uh, the amount of money you spend on your pinball machines, you might as well put something a little satisfying down by the door. You, are you guys familiar with Richie Knuckles? That sounds like Pornhub. Uh, no, 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 no. 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 We'll, we'll get into that later, though. I do have a good <laughs> Pornhub story. Okay. Uh, Richie Knuckles, uh, I, I believe he's in New York and New Jersey. Uh, you know, world champion, Donkey Kong guy, hangs out with Billy Mitchell all the time. Really nice guy. He has a Polybius that punches you in the nuts. It's in his documentary. He has a, a really cool documentary. I, I think it's like Richie Knuckles takes on the arcade or something. Forgive my ignorance. What's a Polybius? Am I? So it, it is a, uh, it's, it's really cool. There's a really cool Wikipedia entry on it. It's a, it's a myth. Well, okay. nobody knows if the game really works. Apparently, it was in some bar, and I don't know. Some guy played oh, it yeah. and then disappeared, and then the game's not there anymore. But people have made these games. Uh, Rachel actually has one in a storage somewhere. An but arcade game. It's an arcade game, yeah. But Richie Knuckles, I, I think in the documentary, somebody's in there and and punches you in the nuts through the coin door. Okay. Um, yeah. Is so it a little a, person a, inside of the cabinet, or is it I, mechanical? I, I, it's it. It looked like a real arm with hair on it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, well, I, so we're creating jobs, is what we're doing. Yes, one hundred percent. 
that's another way to do this. Like, yeah, if it becomes popular enough, and you, and you know, if if we if it's like the Tokyo Mods sign, uh, the Tokyo, you know, for Godzilla, it's sold out for months, mm-hmm. and like this thing mm-hmm. takes off the drain pain, um, and we can't ship them, and like we got these tournaments. Well, get a couple little people, toss them in the pinball machine, and just you know, <laughs> punch people in the dick. Um, well, I hey, think we're uh, just going to create a new play style where people are just going to be leaning back five feet to keep their nuts <laughs> away from the cabinet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The new, the new or, Lyman F sheets uh, play style. Right. Yeah. Why are you well, playing you know, like that? It'd be entertaining. We got, we got to get a mix up. I mean, when we're watching these five hour tournaments. No offense to the streamers and all that's great, but I mean, come on, you know. Kayla, I watched that video that you're talking about of uh, that guy playing BSD. He had some crazy Walt, play style. He had a lot of Walt English when he was Wood. playing that BSD. Yeah. Yeah, he man. He. It is so much fun to watch him play. I'm glad you you watched that. Um, Got we've gotten a, a plenty of uh, awesome comments about it. We have some more stuff coming. I have another video where he steps up to Jurassic Park and beats the whole game. The first time oh. I've ever seen it. Where it's like game over. That's it. No more. <laughs> um, what a bitch! I've owned that right. game three five or four times. times. <laughs> yeah. And, and what's weird is like, I mean, if you've seen that, that is, he's a he's a he's a top thirty in the world pinball player. He's but he's so entertaining. And of course, he's just I having a, a conversation with the game the whole way through. Is, yeah. He's talking to the balls. He's getting to know his balls while while he's playing. And you know, I always I, I'm getting these comments. I just got like two comments uh, on social media or something somewhere where they're like, "Well, this is really easy without lightning flippers." And uh, you know, and I'm like, is that is that really the difference? You, you, do you think he wouldn't be able to do this? Fuck uh, off! Come on. Yeah. Before we continue this, that is almost the segue of the year. We got to get to know Blake's balls before we keep going. Otherwise, people don't even know who we're talking to. <laughs> we are getting to know your balls. Okay, man. Before we can even, you know, we need to level set everyone because people are like, oh my god, I don't even know what we're doing here. Uh, so Blake, you probably know how this goes. We're going to ask you some shit. Uh, first off, are you a home or location type player? Well, I just went to lit yesterday and I, I just confirms more and more. I'm a home guy. I want to hear it. Lit formerly known as tilt pinball, tilt. uh, man, some weird legal shit going on there. Oh, and I went uh, and played every new game there. So I've got some thoughts and opinions on all these new games. Oh shit! All right, let's get to know your balls quick, and then and then hear about that. Uh, what is one of your biggest fears in life? <laughs> Sorry to suddenly uh, just switch it. <laughs> yeah, start with the heavy stuff. Yeah. I think uh, I've heard dying before, but I think mine is uh, being dead and being utterly forgotten and having left nothing. Fuck. Yeah, that's heavy. I get it. It's Ooh. it's weird. I don't feel like that when I'm younger. But the older I get, the more I'm like, yeah. oh wait, yeah. I don't know. That there'll be nothing tangible that I left on this earth. I'll just be a box in the ground and no one will care. Fuck. Okay, let's turn that around. That's depressing as shit. Uh, What's your favorite era of pinball? (sighs) I think I'm a System 11 guy, if if push came to shove. No shit. Yeah. That's the first time I've heard that answer. Do you have any specific reason? I think there's just something about... Uh, I mean, theme is king, obviously, today, but with System 11, you know, other than maybe, what, Elvira, if you want to call that, you know, a known theme, they're all just original themes. 
They weren't afraid to kind of make some weird choices with the layouts. The sound was really getting figured out. So you've got some good voice callouts, great music. They're just, I don't know, they're all full of personality. My, I have two in the house right now. I've got a Diner and a Swords of Fury. And Swords of Fury is probably the last game that would leave my collection. Hmm. Man, it sounds like you're talking Kale's language over here. Um, yeah, love. So we have both of those. Uh, and yeah, they are, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't play Swords of Fury that much anymore, but yeah. And I don't Sons of bitches. We don't fucking bolt. No, no. Yeah. I, that's, uh, there's only been two games in my house that have lasted more than six months. And Swords of Fury yes. is one of them. The other one was Party Zone, which is the first game we had in the house. And my wife is still pissed at me for selling Party Zone. That's part of the, you know, we're getting to know your balls, but how you and I started texting more and more just because we're both similar in the like, we don't need to keep games forever. When there's like, no. there really is, they're like, there's these clicks where the majority of the pin side and use market click is bolt, 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 fuck you. You're going to miss it. Like, oh, get the hell out of here. I'm sick of it. Um, you don't. Um, so speaking of, do you have any horror stories from the secondary market? I have one. I have a the very first game we brought in our house because when we moved in this house, I said I'm bringing a pinball machine in, and there was a local operator uh, in my town, and they were known for letting their games turn to shit. And I bought mm -hmm. a Stargate, not knowing anything. I haven't been on Pinside yet. I was like, oh, Stargate, yeah, I remember that movie. Brought it yeah. in the house, played it for ninety seconds. It got in the house before any of the furniture was moved in. It was literally the first thing in our new house. Played nice. it for five minutes, the sound went off. Didn't Ooh. come back on. I, they had their tech come out. It's like, yeah, you know, I work for these guys, but you probably, you shouldn't have bought this. This is a bad game. Oh. So I called, no I shit. called them up and I was like, I don't even want you to fix it. I have such a sour taste in my mouth. Just take it back. And that by then I was on pin side and I was like, I overpaid for this piece of shit. Gottlieb <laughs> game. What is my problem? So then I bought party zone, obviously a, a much superior game than Stargate. Did they take it back? Give you your money. Yeah, back? they did. I think they just didn't want to deal with it. And we had it nice. for maybe two weeks and they just picked it back up on their truck and away it went. That's uh, very nice of them. Yeah. Yeah. So other than that, I haven't, yeah, not really any horror stories of, you know, promises of good looking games that turned out to be garbage. I did. I looked at a party monster, speaking of system 11, and uh, it's a guy in Minnesota. I won't say his name who was wanting to uh, be the, board maker like he bought an old williams like board pressing kit and he's like yeah i put all new boards in and i went over to check it out and he flipped it on and it just fried and he's like oh well i i i, I don't know and i was like you know tell you what i'll give you a one of my custom good boards and then when i get this old board fixed you give me four thousand and when i got the board back you pay me the rest of the money and i'll put the oh. good board in it. and i was like ah no I, I i just don't think i could do that how about let's so that not my do walk all that away. weird shit yeah, yeah, good good call. I've only done one walk away. Can't quite say it on air, but it's... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did a walk away. I was like, yeah, see ya. Um, okay, so a, when you're playing these pinball games, are you a yep. ramps or spinners guy? If you had to pick one. I think I'm a ramps guy. Yeah, Steve Ritchie style. Yeah there's, yeah, there's just there's just something about watching that ball fly around and hitting a steep ramp like on Foo Fighters if you can make it. It just feels so damn good. I speaking of, it sounds like there's some switch ups happening. I might be getting my premium this week. Ooh. Uh, we'll see. Foo Fighters, yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I've had my pro for about two and a half weeks. 
Oh, yeah. I want to hear a little bit of my... Oh, come on in. You want to do... Hey, we're going to get to know your balls. Uh, we're going to keep going here. But um, Mabel came in the room, and so did Dana. We you know, we used to do pinball pantry, and not that we're, we're over with it. Hey, Dana, you want to say hi to these people? There's Blake and there's Kale. You can hi. say hello. Yeah, hey, hello. Hey, Kale. How are you? Doing well. And, and what, that's what, did, what did you bring us? You, so oh. we have... These twisted pretzel sticks. We're going to do something a little different called Rate That Crunch. Because everyone who writes in either bitches about Pinball Pantry, not the, the segment, but they don't want to hear me eat or date. I mean, no offense to us, but they li- they love hearing Mabel they crunch. Hear me. what, 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 what flavor is this? Because I've had those before in the honey flavor. So I'm a diehard fan of Dots pretzels. Uh-huh. I don't know how many people have heard of them, but... Anyway, you should try them. They're amazing. I'm addicted to them. But they're like $9 a bag. Stupid. Um, so these are Snyder's of Hanover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twisted pretzel sticks. Seasoned. Seasoned. So they're a knockoff, but they are really good. And they're about half the price. So. Yeah. Well, people want to hear. <laughs> Mabel wants to rate these and people want to hear what she sounds like when she's eating them. So we're. Rate that crunch is how good is Mabel uh, eating these. <laughs> so we have, a, as you can see right here, this is the Mabel microphone. I'm going to turn yep. it on. You might hear a little pop. But this is for. Are you our... going to do one first? No, I just want to know. I just want to know what Mabel thinks. Are you ready, Mabel? Here you go. It's too quiet. Did you hear That's it? it? Yeah, I heard it, but I, I want more. Yeah, you know, she, it was one enough. Two crunches and done. Yeah, you want more? You want to hear? Okay. Oh, that's good. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, you, you could tell she liked it. Yeah, she likes them quite a bit. All right, one more. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Not, ooh. All right. That, so rate that crunch. What is that out of ten? What would you say that crunch is for the uh, Snyder Twister Pretzel seasoned? I think it was light on crunches for me. I would say it was a six crunch, but it was a, a nine crunch. on the smack, on the satisfying <laughs> smack sound. Nine on the, nine on the yeah, lip Yeah, I, okay. I was about to say the same thing. Like the, the volume is not there, but it's so sweet. Like uh, you, you, she's, you can tell she's very appreciative yeah, and um, she's, she's loving it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, she's like, I'm worried about the, all the gluten. She's <laughs> about all the gluten. She can, you know, she was just at the vet and she's like three pounds overweight. See? So like this is there, there you go yeah, I mean, yeah all right Mabel thanks for bringing that in thanks for doing a crunch um I'm sorry I got to get to get to know this guy's balls more see you later Mabel okay oh she's choking all right well she, before, okay, yeah, get, right, her, get her some water okay bye <laughs> yeah. guys thank, thank you. you um okay so uh you're you're a ramps guy and earlier you mentioned that something you want in life is not being forgotten in in, in so many words. But is there something that, if we're talking just positive, is there something that you want in life? Uh, positive. I think I just want to be left alone to enjoy the things I enjoy with the people that I enjoy them with. I think that's, in my middle age, that's where I'm at. I just want to be around the few good people that I really like and just mm. let all the BS float away. Damn. Yeah. I like that. That's, yep. I just have me say that and I feel the same way. Uh, what is your favorite game moment? Um, my favorite game moment. I think my favorite game moment, I guess this is, you'll be, I'll be the only person who says this. I think it would be party zone when you get the big bang jackpot. 
because it's mm. so damn hard to get those balls up the left ramp. And then when you do, and it plays that Jimi Hendrix. I only got mm-hmm. it like five or six times when I owned that game, but I loved it. Is there actually Jimi Hendrix in there? Again, I'm just, I don't I know. I mean, it's 16 bit Jimi Hendrix, but yeah. yeah. It's in oh, there. Oh, that's pretty badass. Um, okay, so someone who goes through a lot of games and secondary yep. market stuff, is there a. Let me take Color DMD out of this because it's almost like the easiest answer. Is there a mod that's valuable to you beyond color DMD? Like when you see on a pinball game and you're thinking, oh, that price, is that right or wrong? Oh, that mod I would pay for. I mean, I would say pin sound board because we're both lovers of mm. BSD and both. Of, I had two two BSDs and both of them had uh, pin sound boards in. So I think that's high value on there. That would be my other go to mod. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, all right. Game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess maybe you did answer this. If you had a game, would you uh, value the theme or the actual gameplay more? Gameplay all the way. I don't care about yeah. theme. I don't like Foo Fighters, the band, but I love the game. doesn't matter to me. All right. Uh, in owning all the games that you've owned, what is your fastest regret? Like you got it in maybe Stargate because it didn't fucking work. But <laughs> the fastest game that was like, ooh, get the hell out of here. I don't want anything to do with this. It might have been BSD the second time, even though I think I want it again. I think when I bought it the second time, I played it and I remembered how everyone in the house hated the game. Ah, so that's what it was. It wasn't that you got sick of it. It was that your no, family. If, if I, I only have room for four games. If I had room for 10 games, I would never sell BSD. Mm. What is a game that you are surprised that you liked? Maybe it was one that everyone else shit on or you're like, oh, shit. I like nowhere. WWF Royal Rumble. Ah, man. I, there's just something. I just loved Hulk Hogan. I was an Ultimate Warrior kid back in the day. I Hell love that yeah. game. It's so fucking stupid. Just the stupid callouts, the music just hits on all the right spots. A buddy in town's got it. And I'm I'm tempted to to buy it off him at some point. I just love I just love it. That era of wrestling was badass when Ultimate Warrior, Bret the Hitman Hart, uh, Yokozuna, <laughs> Yuzu, uh, Doink the Clown, yep. Razor Ramon, The Undertaker. Fuck. Yeah. Man, that dude wrestled for like 85 years. Yeah. I, uh, all right. Last two questions. What is your favorite machine right now? I think my favorite machine, it's a boring answer. It's going to be Foo Fighters. Mm. It's the new hot, it's the new hotness in the house and. It's uh, I definitely can just keep playing it. I, I think I liked playing it initially a little more the first impressions than when I played Godzilla and I loved Godzilla, but I think Foo Fighters does what Godzilla does well. And the gameplay and the modes are just a little more graspable. Okay. And you don't have to play and, for 45 minutes to have a good game. <laughs> yeah. And then like, Ooh, do I want to play again? Uh, do you have a least favorite machine? Of all time or right now, or like when, when I ask that, is there one that's like, oh yeah, fuck that game. I hate it. I don't know. I, I try not to be too shitty about all the games. I I think I've wanted to like Stranger Things so desperately bad. I I passed down on, I could have got a 5600 Stranger Things Pro like a year ago. And I wow. went in to Tilt when it was still Tilt and played it. And I was like, I fucking hate playing this game. This sucks. <laughs> and I didn't buy it. I wish I would have just for the price itself. 
Okay, well, that that's the right answer. If it's fuck, I don't like... Yeah, there you go. All right, well, thank you for letting us get to know your balls. So, uh, more important question, I guess, to, to both of you. Uh, Kale, we'll start with you. What supplements are you on or have you taken lately? Right now, I am on Neuromints. <laughs> I'm taking some... This is something Rachel just handed me before this. It's for energy and focus. Hmm. And uh, as you can tell, it is working because I am on point. You are on point. Yep. I was going to say, you look incredibly focused. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost too focused. It. Yeah. Yeah. I think you doubled your dose. Blake, how about you? What <laughs> supplements are you on or have you taken lately? <laughs> I take Target brand one a day men's multivitamins and that's where oh, I've stopped. That's, do you snort it? Yep, I crunch it up in the morning and I just do a quick yeah. line off the bathroom yeah. and on to work. Fantastic. Well, this episode brought to you by the letter V for vitamins. Snort <laughs> your vitamins yeah. every day, kids. Um, you know, I uh, total terrible segue into something about pinball again. Video assets in pinball. Now, are they really anything more than video game cutscenes that you have to watch over and over and over and over? Open-ended question. Because when I play anything with video, and I guess anything DMD and on, where there's like animation, let's say, every mm -hmm. time after the first to third time, I skip them. I'm double-buttoning them. Every time. Every, every time. But, you know, you hear, oh, look at all these video animations, all these new assets. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, uh, you know, th they do this problem, and sometimes in video games, we're like The Last of Us. Yeah, it's everyone loves this game, just fucking watching a movie, and you're pushing a button here or there. I, I just don't want to go down that route. You guys have any thoughts on the amount of video assets and if they matter or not in games, or is there any that stand out to you? Like oh, I like watching this video asset over and over. Uh, though, <clears throat> so the, the only times I watch them are in like in tournaments when I want a breather. That, if you're playing, you're saying. If I'm playing in a tournament, and I will, I will like okay, let, let me let me slow things down. Let me think about what I need to do next. I'll I'll let them play. Other than that, I'm I'm fast forwarding. I'm I'm double buttoning those bad Always. boys. Yeah. Blake, how about you? you yep. Got any? Yep. I'll watch them the first time, and then I'll never watch them again. No, I don't care. I'm I'm kind of happy. The, the longest ones are in Elvira House of Horrors, right? I mean, those are yeah. That's where you're just watching the movie clip, and then she's talking about the movie clip. Yeah. Hmm. I've only played that game twice. I loved it, uh, but I only played it it's on local. Great, great shooter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I there there is one that I actually do like, and I don't even know if it's skippable. Um, I mean, it might be. It's not even really a I, maybe because it's short. It's the when you qualify vengeance multi bone Star Trek. It's on the it's on my mind because I got one recently. But um, you know when the ship. Wow, wow, comes in and the ball's hovering there, and you have to hit, you know, it's on the magnet, the Vengeance in Star Trek, and you have to hit it mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. That's something. But the fucking worst out of all of them, in my opinion, is maybe Elvira as far as length, but in Star Wars, Stern Star Wars, newer Stern Star Wars, the mystery animation, you can't fucking see. No, yeah, with R2D2 just sitting there turning Jesus. his little, <laughs> little nut puncher. Just every time it's blam, blam, blow. And, and it, it doesn't fail. Like I still like, I still try like maybe this time it'll work, you know? Um, 
But yeah. Can can we go back to Stern Star Star Trek for a second? And, Please. And, Let's. and and the giant anus. I mean, on on the DMD. I, 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 I meant to ask, okay, yeah. you know what I'm talking about, right? I don't know I where do, it is, I a do, black hole, but it's so obvious. I mean, everybody looks at it and giggles. And I meant to ask Mike Vinicor if he had any insight on it. Was it like an inside joke? But how is that not a butthole? Um, what, what is that thing called? A black hole? I mean, I guess it, maybe it's the same. We're saying the same thing here. You know, it's um, like. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's you know it's like this. Is it the wormhole? Yeah, yeah, like, is it the worm? It's the wormhole. Well, I think specifically what it is. It's been a. Um, I haven't watched the 2009 one in a while. But Nero is going through time to fuck with Vulcan, right? Because Spock yeah. fucked mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. in the future, whatever the. Right. Whatever it's like a super thing. string or something. Yeah, so he's kind of going through a black hole, and the ship is all. You know, I'm doing the same thing you are, like this, like kind of claw e. <laughs> Um, right. And it's kind of ripping open the butthole with its like claws. So I, it's a black hole, excuse me, not to be confused with a butthole. Um, okay. So, so I've never seen the of... movie. So this is a scene from the movie. Oh, yeah. That they're trying to pull a... off on the DMD. He's going through a butthole to destroy Vulcan. Cool. I'm, I'm going to need to see this one. Yeah. You got to yeah. see that movie. <laughs> yeah, man. Hope it's clinical. On you. Speaking of Star Trek, uh, I went and traded it with, uh, traded it. I traded a game with a fella, Pinsider. We each drove about two, eh, about three hours. Let's just stop doing the math. Uh, two days ago. Super cool dude. I think he's a fan of the show. So, hey, out there, thanks for the trade. The game works great. Because I've owned a Star Trek Pro thrice in the past. And believe it or not, the same machine that, that traveled to different people and came back to me like magic. Um, three times, which was also the very first game I ever bought. And then I wanted to see what all the fuss was about on the LE. So I owned the LE and that was titty pops. But I realized, well, for ten and a half thousand dollars, I'd rather have a premium that is basically the same as the LE function wise, except for the outside light rails that you don't see when you play anyway. So it was nice to have, but I figured a premium was the game for me. I went and got one last week or, or this weekend and traded. But the interesting thing was when we traded, um, he started telling a story about uh, Electric Bat, actually, and I recorded it. Right in the middle, I interrupt him, like, hey, 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 actually, let me just record this. I'm going to play it on the show. So I was in Kale's place a couple months ago, and when we pulled up, I had a moment of clarity, like, do I even go in this place because it's in a, it's shady? And I'm like, from yeah. the Midwest, I'm like, gosh. And the bar, the door to the bar is just like this old wooden door. It's all faded. And you open it up, and you're like in the darkest, dingiest bar you've ever been in. And then you take a right, and there's this cool arcade that's in yeah. that's in this bar. It's just so cool. The Yucca Tap Room, I think, right? I think that's yeah, it's it's something like that. But I just had this moment, like, <laughs> should I go oh, in there? Some homeless people. Homeless, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, driving a <laughs> rental car. I'm like, but I was like, yeah, I'm going in. I got this because it was ten in the morning. <laughs> so, say hello. Say hi to Kale. Hi, Kale. All right, there you go. Yeah, this you know, is that's exactly how it is, and that's the vibe you're going for, is what it sounds like. Well, it's just the that's that's the vibe. Um, <laughs> It is. It is a wild place. It is a a, a mix up of like you know Mad Max, and uh, it's we're, we're for, for those of you who don't know, we are in inside of a uh, like a fifty year old dive bar that has seen everything that is hasn't been changed. Well, they've done some internal things like moving the the stage uh, and the mix position and the bar around or what have you, but it's all like. 
this this plaza is untouched from like the early seventies, and 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 it has to do with the deed. Um, all of the property holders of the entire plaza have to agree on anything for there to be any changes. And so there's just never been any changes. So it does. <laughs> it looks crazy. Yeah, yeah, it does. It looks crazy. And like, and, and we've had a lot of comments on, you know, Google reviews or what have you Yelp. They're like, man, I was thinking about turning around and going home, but I'm glad I didn't, you know? Um, yeah. So that's all very accurate. It's there so- are, I mean, yeah. you're you're in Tempe, Arizona, and your reach extends to Mankato, Minnesota, is where I met this fella, mm-hmm. and just some random dude's like, "Oh yeah, hey, I've been to Kale's place." Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's um, so great. I, I had no idea, and then he told me that, and I was like, "Geez, did not did not know that was coming." But um, thanks for the great trade, man. Game works great. Hopefully, yours does as well. Um, but yeah, and Star Trek, shit. That's now uh, Stern Star Trek. It's mm-hmm. now on the top 10 list on Pinside, which oh. I personally believe. Did that I, I change? Nine. Uh, I personally believe that to be accurate. Um, yeah, I think when they, uh, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, pinballpartypodcast at gmail.com, like you always do. Um, I think when they allowed like the LE to be separate in the premium and the ratings, it jumped up because everyone loves the LE. But man, Ooh. that game holds up. Holy shit. Uh, I don't know of a game that feels as good to shoot. I know I mentioned this last time, but is about- that your favorite Steve Ritchie game? Easy, easy, mm. yeah. Um, granted, I haven't played all of them. Sure, I think my second favorite would be Black Knight: Sword of Rage, which Blake now has. I have um, yours right now. Is that a yeah. pro or a premium? Pro, of course. Yeah, come on. That's what, what we have. Wait, it's go. sinful to say, but yeah, that upper playfield is boring. Mm. how's it working hopefully the game still works still, it's yet. still working great uh my stepson actually likes it so he's not pissed at me for selling fishtails or party zone those are the games that he's like so he's happy ah um well you were texting me and mentioned a little earlier that you played all the recent shit um I, let me before i want to hear your opinions on all the new games you know the gtf the ff the gf the F, all that the f's um man galactic tank forest dog shit I, you know, I've played it every time I see more of it. No offense again to, to the makers. I'm sure you're, you know, all that, but it's bad. It's bad shit. Um, no offense. What did you think of, let me start there with Galactic Tank Force. Hope, hopefully you love it. You played it. Uh, I mean, no. And I felt bad because I think Dennis Nordman might be one of my favorite designers just because of his just weird layouts. He's just very silly, but it was just four shots and the tank. And then sometimes that roving floating cow It looked mm. great, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think my biggest gripe with it is it looks like they just wrote the script in American pinball and then had a bunch of community theater people just act it out and they're all just laughing going, Oh yeah, that's good. That's good. That's going to be hilarious. Say it like that. Like it just, there was just no quality control on the presentation of it. Like you got a beautiful looking game, the yeah. lighting is cool. Like now you just got this weird looking, you know, I was in high school, sk- high school, AV club. That looks like what we would do if we had better cameras and better computers in the nineties. I would argue that you two right now, what I'm seeing through this program look better than the video assets in that game. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, you're welcome. <clears throat> I mean, it's probably from that, whatever mint, uh, electric yeah. brain. Neuromint. Neuromint. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. GTF. So a plus is what you're saying. I think that's what I'm reading. Yep. Between, like, GTF. Perfect. 
A plus. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect shooter. Love the shots. Love the acting. Um, what else did you play up there that was new? Uh, I played uh, Bond 60th, which I didn't think I would like, but I think that was my favorite thing that I played. It doesn't look all that great, you know, playfield art wise, but I just love shooting that game. If they ever made that into some just, you know, generic like Mermaid's Cavern, and that's the theme of the game, and just went bare bones on that and just had like easy 80s theme music, I think it would be, you know, a $10,000 game. I would buy that game. It was just, it makes me want to buy like an 80, 81 Bally or an old Stern or something. I just loved it. My head is in the gutter. Um, when you said Mermaid's Cavern, that sounds <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I imagine fa- it's family friendly. It's family oh, friendly. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, at least they don't I have the caverns until they trade their voices for legs. You know that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Mermaid's Cavern. Um, fuck. Free theme giveaway to Keith Ellen. You can use it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you played uh, GTF. You played Bond 60th. How was, was Scooby's? Because we're talking about Lit, formerly known as Tilt. How's Scooby? That game was not working that great when I was there. No. Yeah. I went there the first weekend. They had it on the floor and had a lot of issues and balls stuck all over. I went there. We played it. Me and my wife came. Played my first game. I was like, oh, it's playing pretty good. There's some weird hanging plastics over uh, on the uh, upper play field that look like they got knocked off. They put uh, rubber post rings on the ramp so they wouldn't slide down and get stuck. Second game, ball wouldn't eject out of the shooter lane. And I was just like, <sighs> I gave it another chance. I don't like it. I'm over it. I don't, I don't feel like playing it again my wife played it before i was like you're gonna love this game it's friendly it's funny she goes i can't see the ball it's gone half the time and i don't know where it is that sucks i want to watch the ball go around i don't know where it's going this is stupid that was her review ah okay so very similar to when i played it um you okay we're doing really well here uh was you said foo fighter you have at home foo fighter pro i have a pro so i played like Seven games on the LE just to get a chance on that upper play field. Mm. It's still hard to get up there. I like the upper play field. I have Swords of Fury, so it kind of reminds me of, you know, one flipper, just whack as much as you can for as long as you can. But that dead post makes you feel like you're a fucking pinball king when you get it. Yeah. Did you get it like the first time? Did you fuck it up and then you got it the rest of the time? That's how it was. No, I, I got it every time just because I pretend you at bitch. home that I've got a dead post. Oh, do you really? So it was just, yeah, it's just instinct that I just always put the left flipper up now. Even when I'm playing other games, put the left flipper up. It just kind of becomes habit. But you just feel so good when it does it. It's so slick. That's impressively neurotic. I, lo- like, I commend you for that. That's great, <laughs> man. Um, well, I had I had Monsters Pro for a while, and it took me about a month after I sold it to stop smacking the action button anytime it lit up. I was wasting all my Black Knight uh ball oh, magna saves, magna saves yeah yeah can we talk about how that's just basically pointless on black knight sword of rage like if you don't hit the magna save when the ball's slow it never fucking works yep so it's like i always hit it afterwards where i, I don't know so, I, so now i usually or when i had it uh again please give me dibs when you sell it um when it's about <laughs> it. to go down that lane i usually just hit it to give myself a break like all right i just want two seconds yeah, you know. instead of trying to nudge it back into the into the flippers, you just say, "I'll just use it." Who cares? Yeah. If there's one thing to improve in that game, it would be just make the magnet like bigger or stronger, or like make it be like a death save. Like, ah, I got it. Uh, well, it used to be on on the old games; those extra buttons were just right on the the side of the flipper buttons. 
So, uh, so they were actually, you're just right would, there. Okay. At least it's not. <clears throat> at least it's not like the save on Rick and Morty where the ball just like goes around and around. Then when you let the the button go, it just goes wherever it was headed. Mm. Oh, like grand, kind of like Grand Lizard Magna saves. Yeah, I've, I haven't played that one in a long time, but yeah. Can you it tell I like, like System Eleven games? Yeah, I That's love awesome, it, man. man. <laughs> yeah. I lo- uh, speaking of hard games, um. Do you think they're going to make more hard games? Like, when I say hard games, I think of Ghostbusters, Black Knight Sword of Rage, Iron Man to a certain extent. Um, like, I think Star Wars, the new Star Wars, is like a inadvertently hard game because it's like, I don't think that was designed that well. No offense. I, mm-hmm. Probably my, you know, one of my favorite themes, but like, man, shit. Put that, put that theme in like any of the other spike two games and they would have made a billion dollars um and that layout's just not that great even the hyperspace loop i actually i actually prefer the pro after having both um i like i like the if i could have a mix between the two machines it would be take the hyperspace loop out because it like takes a lot of the play field and you only use it a couple times in the game but leave the death star so you can like get the ball up there and destroy it and it blows up because mm-hmm. on the pro i like that you can hit either of the loops but tangent aside uh, I wonder if they're going to keep making hard games like that. You mean Stern specifically or just in general? I think in general. Like, I think there's a, a really good place for them. Like, in video games, you know, I'm not sure sure if you guys are familiar with, like, the Soulsborne series, like, like Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro, Elden Ring, all the, like, in hard games per se, um, but that's what mm-hmm. makes them so good is, like, you can get better at them by playing them and playing, like Black Knight or any of those other games. The reason that people like those difficult games mm-hmm. is it gives you actually something to work towards to be better at it. It's, like, it's a hard game in a fair way, I guess, the, the way to put it. I think Star Wars is sometimes uh, mm-hmm. hard in an unfair way. Or Turtles. Turtles shouldn't be hard. Turtles should be, like, <laughs> Scooby-Doo, you know? Like, it just doesn't fit. I, right. If they, I don't, any, what do you guys think? Do you think there's still a place for hard, difficult games? in the era and should they keep making them make more? I, I don't know. I, it kind of seems like right now, uh, spooky, especially with, with the Scooby doo, they're trying to reach that. This is a game. Anybody can play forever. You know, this, here's an easy game. It's, it's probably gonna be horrible in tournaments, but it's not made for you guys. Mm. Um, and I, I would really like to know uh, the, where Stern is going because I know throughout the years there's uh, Gary or whoever the powers that be have asked the designers to make shorter playing games and and I don't know if they've they've gone in a different direction but I can tell you right now with most modern Sterns we we have to usually have them in the last round of our tournaments just because some of these guys would just play forever on Godzilla, uh, Batman, um, uh, Bond, Bond is right up there. There's, there's guys that can just play that thing forever. Uh, so yeah, it kind of s- seems, I don't know right now if there's any, if anybody's dictating what to do, but it seems like things are, are playing longer. Is um, that maybe because they've got such good coders? So they're want those coders to really you know, put everything in it. And if you make it so brutal, no one's ever going to see it. And then you're going to have unhappy people. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. That's a good point. I mean, I I think TNA and final resistance are kind of doing that difficult thing. Yeah. Which is great. Um, I don't know. I, 
when I think when we I, will. I think we'll see it. I think I think Spooky wanted to come out with the home run because of Halloween and Ultraman and you know, mm. I think people want to make sure that they're still in a very viable spot before they get risky and, you know, make another ball buster. Which I think was a smart move, like them making Scooby-Doo like yeah. a fan easy lay. Like, great, make sure they work and stuff like that. <laughs> and maybe like fix a couple of the long ball time things. But other than that, like, I think it's a good change that they did. But, you know, when I think of, I, I was I was writing down the other day because I go through games so fast and then I get them again and whatever, because it's just boredom or it's whatever. I like sometimes have to consciously write down, okay, what are actually my favorite games? Not fuck theme. I mean, even themes are still, still important, but like if I, I do this dumb practice in my head of like, all right, if it's in the other room, cost is no object, what do I actually want to play? It could be anything. It could be Scooby-Doo. It could be Bond LE. It could be, you know, Stranger Things LE. It could be anything. What are the games that I actually want to go play? And at least 50% of them every time are Black Knight Sword of Rage, Iron Man, pro and actually dracula's getting up there pretty fast um but it's it's the hard games and i think there's a elegant like the black knight i think is so underrated and undervalued and i think you and i, I were talking about this as, as well like i don't know what people don't like about that game and it's not an, a, a jab against them but that fucking center ramp the main shot of that game is yes. one of the best shots in all of pinball yep. i think and to get it open, you actually get to hit a different type of shot, which is almost like a, I mean, well, the, the flail or whatever. I mean, what would you even call that? It's like a. Yeah, it's a flail. Yeah. Okay. The flail. Yeah. And it's like a two different block. shots. And it's so easy to explain to someone coming up of like, hey, you got to hit that guy until he opens up his little shield. And then there's the scoop and that little scoop. Oh, when you hit the ramp and then the, so right, the right, the right flip. Just backhand back it right scoop. in there. <clears throat> oh, I, used I to- think the issue with that, uh, uh, like, you know, I, I see a lot of casuals that come in here and they like, oh, my, man, this game looks so cool. Yeah. You know, it's got like heavy guitars and everything. And they start playing it. And these are people that don't think about backhanding shots, you know. So they're, they're, they're going full force into these oh. shots that are very close. Yeah. And boom, drain, drano, drano. Uh, and just with the casuals, I could, I could see where they're like, ah. Eh, you know, this is just too hard for me right now. Hopefully they'll get better. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think it gets on dumped on just because every shot is just the same distance apart. There's no close shots. There's no far shots. It's just halfway up, no matter what shot you're going for. That's one of those games that just, even though it's simple to me, it's just, it's a home game where like, the that's the game that I think more than anything that I'm um, left flip, but flip left flipper button start holding like ball two i'm like fuck it i'm starting over i'm starting over starting over i'm starting over over and over and over yep um so that game the one i sold you probably has at least 100 more plays than it should um for me just like (laughs) starting over god damn because you kind of know like if i don't you know if i'm not spelling night by you know ball two or if i'm not beating two modes by ball two like what am i even doing there's no point uh fuck you you win black knight i love it (laughs) oh i love it It'll come back are... to you. It'll come back to you. Well, let's, let's, you know, speaking of games that we talk about two episodes in a row and then when you, Dracula, my God, I'm still um, blown away by this thing. We, last week we were talking about, we were talking Mike Vinicor, how him basically it's in all intents and purposes bolted. Blake, you've owned it twice. Ugh. 
there is just something about that game that um that's another thing like are they gonna make something like that again where like mood beyond belief and simple and what there's only one two three four four shots and then there's the scoop and the 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 targets but those shots are fun as hell to make and smooth as hell to make i don't know what do you think on you've owned it twice what's your feelings on dracula uh i think it's probably I, i would say it's probably my favorite 90s dmd game by a long stretch with that pin sound board in. I don't care about the color DMD. I don't mind red, but that's just a game. Sure. You turn the lights off. You know, I think you've got the blue and red uh, GI and just, you just set that mood and you just sit down in your basement and you just let that thing play and just wash over you. You just turn your brain off and it's all just, can you feel those shots over and over? Yeah. Yeah. When you get that left ramp dialed in and you're just one, two, three, that's, I think, one of the only games that, ah, forgive me if I mentioned this last time, that changing the color or the the regular GI to blue is actually, like, acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, at least down on the bottom. It changes that mood to the way it should be. And, ha, turn the lights off. Yeah, turn it up. Try to get the, the multipliers so you hear the, ah, you know. Got to get that <laughs> done where she orgasms. Got to um, get Lucy worked up there. <laughs> get Lucy worked up. Uh, how's... How does how do those games aside from Black Knight do on location, Kale? Like Dracula, Iron Man, like the, the hearts. I mean, do people gravitate towards it beyond Walt? Um, yeah. Uh, well, Dracula does fine just because there are enough pinheads uh, scrolling through here. So, and they're like, of course they're gonna they're gonna play that. Um, and Iron Man, yeah. Even though it's super difficult, it's just cool. It has cool sounds. People. People love pumping money into that. They they all they all do well. I mean, the, there's like this level of where you know the the new games sit. Well, well, they make they make a ton of money every month, and then there's the, the all the other ones that are basically at the same level. You know, you Dracula, Fish Tales, uh, throw a diner in there. Uh, Who done it? Who done it? Is surprisingly, I mean, that's like a that's like a fan favorite. Every, I, that's has, that's I think, high on my list. That's a great game. Yeah, I think I think it's the whole story, and and I guess this goes to what you're saying about mood. Man, talk about a game that sets a mood. I mean, you feel like you have to help this guy solve this mystery. And, and uh, it, <laughs> I've never played it. Oh man, you have to come down here. Shit. Yeah, let me it, just yeah, try it's, it. it's another Ouser game, just like BSD. Not just a couple ramps, a few shots, but it just feels so good. Right. And it, it, you have long ball time, so it's fun. Um, uh, and really all the, the weird stuff in there, the elevator madness. And you're going, you're, you're in this, like, what is it, a hotel or casino, like trying to solve this, this murder. And, it, and, it, and you, you either solve the murder or you fail and then you try to do another one. And you're in, in, interrogating people. And it's, it's, uh, Almost like Clue, uh, yeah, and, and yeah, and a, and a pinball machine. Uh, what, what's the creator's name or the or the designer? Ausler, Barry Ausler. Yeah, okay, I'm googling. This does look cool. It's like the '90s gets so overshadowed by Twilight Zone and Adam's Family and all those. So like mm-hmm. all these secondary, tertiary. I don't like they didn't have them in the arcades around here. So where would I have played them? Like if I would have, mm-hmm. you know, all they had was what would make money and. There, that just wasn't around here, right? Or if there no, was, like, oh, I just I've, play I've only played Who Done It at conventions and here. How many games do you have there now? 
six, uh, on the floor, I think 58, but we have over that probably like 65 Shit. pinball machines. Blake and I just don't have that around here. I mean, we, we can drive two hours is the closest. Well, about I can, an hour and a half. I can go to Shields and they've got a Star Wars Pro and a Batman 66 that I've had the manager watch me turtle underneath it and level it for him because it played like dog shit. It was leveled where they were all wow. the way cast it to the floor. <laughs> Shields All Sports? Like the sporting place? Yeah, just the, the Shields Sporting's good store. They've got two pinball machines up there here in town. What the fuck? I gotta see if they do here. Shit. You won't I get find my sweatpants on maps. <laughs> Yeah, if it's if it's up to Shields, what the hell are they doing? Speaking of under the play, <laughs> I had this guy buy um uh my Lord of the Rings from me because I owned it for like three days, so you know it's gone. Um he uh he came and bought it and um it's the first person. Now mind you, this isn't like a hey, figured out this dude sucked. He was actually great. He was wonderful, cool, super cool dude, you know, all that stuff. But it was the first person like, oh, actually, let me look under the game. What? Um, it was, mind you, it was a game that was under a hundred plays, actually an actual under, like it was primo Lord of the Rings. Um, but he wanted to see the wood underneath the game, which I was like, okay, so you got on my floor was not vacuumed Mabel hair everywhere. So get fucked, you know? So he's under there. He's looking, he's like, oh yeah, it looks good. I'm like, yeah, what? Like, of course it looks good. I don't know. I have you, what was he looking for? Well, if he's, if he, was he an older guy? No, like us, you know. Because the only, the only thing I could see is, um, and we've, we've purchased some old machines, but the, the bottoms will be ripped out from where somebody took the, the coins out of it. Whoa. Oh yeah. Cause you are like in trashy or whatever. Like you, well, I'm not trashy, no offense, electric bat, but the dude said like you have, you know, black door (laughs) and So you got the homeless no, coming no. in, drilling under your games no, to steal no, you? No, what are you well, it has, about? no, it has nothing to do with that. Uh, oh. That doesn't happen here. We, we don't have any. We're actually pretty low crime area. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, here in the arcade. But, sure. um, but, but literally uh, outside, not. Yeah. Okay. No, but back in the day, people used to break into arcade machines to get the quarters out of them. We, yeah. I, I have a, and I purchased it like this, a, a Bally Knight Rider that actually has a, a sheet of metal for the that replaces the the wood and um one of the big companies used to sell them i don't you can't buy them anymore but um it had a hole cut out for your power and and the metal would the, the wrap around so nobody could because uh, the the wood on the bottom of pinball machines was very thin and you could just uh, pop it and then steal the quarters shit but i mean if this was a young guy i don't think he's looking for that no and he might have said something, but I was so like bewildered by like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? That I didn't listen. Please, please uh, leave. Please, yeah. <laughs> but leave the money. Leave the money. And, yeah, it's freaking leave the weird, game if you dude. Want to, but yeah, um, he was first time that I'm gonna pat myself on the sh- on the back for this. He overpaid, and I didn't. So I, I counted it the second time afterwards, and I was like, oh, there's there's extra money by hundred bucks. And I swear, I had a fleeting like, well, you know. You know, I won't say anything because I'm yeah. human. And of course, I quickly thought like, well, you know, keep the hundred bucks. Fuck me. Right. I yeah, lost a bunch of tip. Everybody's getting tips nowadays. I text him like, hey, yo, you overpaid. Uh, do you want this back guy? Uh, <laughs> and he did. Surprisingly, he did want the money back. So I gave it to him. He tested you. Blake, what do you have, if anything, 
because you are similar in the buying used and all that kind of turning stuff, and burning them. them. Yeah, turning and burning. You got stuff on your wish list? What's on your like? What do you got your feelers are for? Is there any big ones that you're looking for? I think I'm just like with BSD. Like I'm a Halloween holiday themed person. Like I've been always on the lookout for a Tales from the Crypt. That just hits me right in the '90s. I would love no to have shit. that game. Kind of want to get a Congo back again, but I let mine go for when I got it for a steal. So I think those days are long gone with seven thousand con- dollar Congos. Well, yeah, John, local John got uh, he has one right now, and he's just he's been sending me pictures. He's restoring a lot. I think yeah, he just put decals on the whole thing. I don't think they're rad cows, but he decaled the shit out of it. It looks great. I was gonna try to go play it, uh, maybe even tonight, but. He's got a Congo. He drove a thousand hours to go get it. Um, and he says he's still playing it after a week. So it's, it's good, at least for a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kale, do you guys have a Tales from the Crypt? We do. It is the only Data East we have here. And wow. it's awesome. It fits uh, It fits the theme of the arcade. The arcade is like it's like a horror arcade. Funny that you mentioned that, Blake. Uh, the theme. And, is uh, it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rachel, Rachel's a gigantic horror fan, so we try to pick games that fit that theme. Hence why you had Halloween, and we're so disappointed that it... Oh, we were, yeah, right. We were super excited about that, and then, man, what a turd. We finally got it out of here. Uh, our, uh, How long did our, it last on the floor? Um, Maybe a month and a half, two months. In working condition? And it, yeah, fully played. And then it started smoking, and uh, they sent us a new whatever it was. And then that started smoking, and then we kind of gave up. What do you think the next big, uh, I guess, horror Halloween themed game would be? I guess Stranger Things is the closest thing Mm -hmm. recently, right? Which Mm -hmm. I agree is a very good mood game. I've had the premium with all the like whatever in it, UV light kit, and all that shit. Mm Dracula still trumps it. I, I don't. I haven't played anything that has beaten that. Um, what else would they do? I have a feeling the next big horror game, and nobody has told me anything, uh, is going to be Jaws. Huh. Um, Obviously, it, right? I mean, it, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No one's <laughs> no one's told. I've never heard of this. Um, I think <laughs> that's the rumor, right? That, right. Uh, that's uh, the rumor. I don't, yeah. That's the rumor. I wonder though if it, it, you know should that game get created, um, will it lean into the horror or you know it's I don't want to say it's it's light horror like I think it is suspenseful more than horror. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah like how, how do you get the dun it dun it. Like I, I want to see that in pinball form. Is it going to be oh, dark to get mood? to get that mood? You would have to like the the lights would have to go out, Dun-dun. right? Your your oh, ball your ball drains thing. your ball a drains thing. like flippers die ball it drains you in the dick. Dun dun, yep. Dun dun, yep. You feel it? Dun. I want to see a fin come up out of the playfield, and you got to like Ooh. maybe it's like Miss Multi Ball where it's like it moves and you got to hit it, or, or like Dun-dun. that little Baywatch flipper that has a fin on it. Oh, have the you little seen shark that? flipper. Yeah, a little shark flipper. Or have like well, a big buck hunter, but it's a Jaws fin going yeah, back there and you go. forth across the play field. <laughs> well, if we try to connect some dots, the ru- th- that is a rumor. Um, and the rumor would be that the, the goat himself may be working on it. 
Um, and he was talking about, I think he was on Loser Kid. Again, shout out. Hey, guys, they, they sent an email, by the way, I think when you mentioned him last time, Kale. Um, yeah, I love those guys. Up, but they emailed in. Um, and he mentioned there's, ah, I forget what the quote was, but more than two flippers, more than one I, sign. I've, I've got it because I listened to it. I, I, when it came out, I had to rewind. Okay. He, he said it has two standard size flippers. Okay. Okay. Yes. And then two other size flippers. That's right. So this is my theory. And I think Hit somebody me. else has, has brought this up. So I think, you, you know, you're going to have your two standard size flippers where they always put the flippers. Mm-hmm. Right? No surprise mm-hmm. there, right? Correct. And then you're going to have a little flipper. Some Just a little guy. Oh, another thing he said, three flippers are on the same side. That's that's right. what gives me this idea. Okay. So you're going to have a, a little flipper somewhere, you know, like like Iron Maiden hitting an orbit or something. Mm-hmm. And the other little flipper is going to be lined up with one of the standard flippers, like, like Globetrotters. Oh, I don't. I gotta Google it. Like who? Uh, who so else? Much better at these old who games. else would do this except Keith Elwin? He 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 has to push the envelope because like you have the flippers there, and that's Jaws. That's Jaws when you try to uh, you like know the hold teeth? the ball. It it opens. It eats your ball. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Are you feeling it? Is, is I, well, it? I would think that the game would be you fighting the shark, right? Jaws, right? Mm-hmm. And I would actually like if the play, I mean, it would be probably great no matter what he does, but I wouldn't mind a very simplistic uh, play field layout, like a lot of water, blue, and really simple shit. Because if it's like out to sea or lonely or suspenseful, I mean, if you puke, nothing against Foo Fighters, but that's the art that fits like shit everywhere. Hey, look at this fucking fun shit. But like a shark. I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm trying to think of the mood over everything, but then my mind goes to like, well, there's Jaws three, which is just lol, um, and all that shit. We're like, over oh, revenge, the shark somehow fucking knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but hmm. so you think that the flippers would eat the ball like a shark? Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? The, I know, like Sinbad mm-hmm. or 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 Globe. Well, I googled it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at Globetrotters, and it lines up kind of like shark teeth. Uh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, and the problem is when you're playing those games, you know, you, the ball comes rolling slowly, and you you try to capture the, the ball, and then you get screwed because it just slides through both of the flippers. It slides in between them. Yeah, that's what she said. Um, yeah, what do you think? Are you where, where do you think it's going to be? If he if he's saying there are two standard flippers, mm-hmm. and then two other size flippers on the on the right side so he says it's got three yeah. flippers on the right side mm-hmm. in all intents and purposes yeah i mean uh fuck i don't know maybe maybe i don't know but popeye I... saves the the universe pin and he'll have a little boat up there <laughs> nice. Zach many will be so pleased <laughs> there probably will be a boat though if there's if it's jaws right there has I to mean, be a boat oh, yeah. you, have to, you have to have a boat and you got to get a bigger boat. Yeah, eh, they need you know a bigger I mean? boat, right? Yeah, we're going to need a bigger boat. Um, so you upgrade the boat. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't know, the fin, the two things that they need to get right is the dinnit, right? Like when to uh, use right, that, right. how to use it. Um, right. Maybe it's the, you know, and then the fin. What, will you it, will you be upset if they didn't license all the characters? What if it's just no, the shark? Don't care. That's fine with me. Okay, cool. Me too. Same. Yep. Save yeah, the money. I think the, I th- yeah, just do the shark. Where that'll yeah, give I, us I, more spinners. 
Yeah, we just want opto spinners. <laughs> we want 16 opto spinners. Um, I, there, there'll have to be subways for the shark or the ball, right? Underwater. It's got to be. Have to be. Have to be. Um, you know, uh, well, I just lost my train of thought. When I was talking about subways. Blood. There has to be blood. Right. Yeah. Water and blood. Water and blood. Blue play failed, red inserts. That's all you need. Pooh, man. Dracula. Is it going to be? Yep. Oh, I, I remember my train of thought was about Jurassic Park. I'll get to it in a second. But we said, what if you are the shark on the other hand? Oh, and the flip goes Godzilla teeth, style. And you're just fucking oh, killing people. Like, I oh, like I, I've eaten five people. I've eaten man, I like people. That. You, know, you, sh- you uh, should write the company. Okay. Yeah, let me just, one second. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, I told them. Um, yeah. I, well, I, or if you get to pick a mode, right? You know, is it you know? Uh, people talk about when we were saying, "What about the licensing of all the characters? Do I would I give a shit?" No, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Same way in Jurassic Park. I don't. I don't care that we don't have Jeff Gold. I, granted, I would love Jeff Goldblum in most of my pinball games, but that they don't have all the actors for that game, and it is not full Jurassic Park assets unless you use the movie code. It doesn't bother me at all. I don't, I don't. I don't miss it at all. You, when you're playing, you don't miss it. Yep. Jurassic Park is not. I mean, maybe to Greg Bone, you know, but to me, it's not Star Wars. It's not Star Trek. We're like, hey, this is mm-hmm. you feel with these people. Like, I care about the dinosaurs. That's what I give a shit about. The T Rex right. coming, the, the Triceratops. Um, I think there's a lack of Triceratops. Triceratops in that game, but that's an aside. Same with Jaws. Like, if if, if um, more if they Triceratops don't have the main... and Jaws, yeah. Shit. Are More dinosaurs sh- real? Didn't they find out they were just giant what chickens? The fuck. Well, they were like a bird type. We shouldn't. Every, it, everything's just made up. Come on. Yeah. They used okay. to think dinosaurs had two brains one in the tail and one in the head. Anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Dinosaurs <laughs> were just giant chickens with a brain in the tail and a brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe hey, that's with the, uh, the, the. Do you guys watch Pornhub? Jesus, or, or are you familiar Christ. with Pornhub? Never watch heard of the it. show Pornhub or just <laughs> Pornhub in general? Because uh, I, you know, before before the show ends, I have to. I, I found this gem. Uh, yeah. I, was, I, I was doing. I, I was doing some research. This is on Pornhub. No, this is legit. I know you think I'm like setting you up for some kind of joke, but this is this is legit. <laughs> Okay. I was doing some research for a future show, mm-hmm. and I had to I, I I searched pinball and Pornhub. Mm-hmm. Okay, as you do, as I do, and there's a there's a lot of weird videos. Okay, but I'm like, <laughs> so I'm just I'm scrolling through and I'm looking at the the little the little preview, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, that that's Tim Arnold. Tim Arnold owns. The, uh, the Pinball Hall of Fame in Las Vegas. Okay. And I, I was like, oh my God, I have to watch this. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if you is go it, if, if, if you go to Pornhub. Was he performing in the video? <laughs> he is, he is, every, no, no, it's, that's the weirdest thing. It's just an interview. He did an interview, or oh. it's on Pornhub. So this, uh, this, uh, somebody who's in the industry, her name's Stoya. She goes to the Pinball Hall of Fame when it was in the old location. This was five years ago. And uh, she she plays all these games and there's music in the background and somebody's following around with a camera. And then she interviews Tim Arnold. And if you guys don't know Tim Arnold, he's a, he's a pretty wild guy, but 
He's on there. He's doing the interview with his with his headlamp on, and he's got like spaghetti sauce all over his mouth. That's not spaghetti sauce, Kale. Well, I well I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I just found it interesting uh, because uh, you know anybody who knows Tim Arnold, this is actually pretty funny that there is a interview of him on uh, on Pornhub. Jesus. Okay, that's uh, this episode brought to you by <laughs> V for vitamin powder and P for Pornhub. All right, that that's a, that's gonna do it. I think we've run out. If we're talking about fucking porn, everyone go check Pornhub, uh, Google Pinball, porn, Pornhub.com. Um, it's it's a safe for work website. You're going to do this on your work computer. Um, it's Search fine. Kale Pinball on Pornhub. Kale Pinball. Oh. You're gonna see a bunch of spaghetti sauce and bats. <laughs> He's got some shit it. with bats. Well, hey, Kale, thanks for joining. Blake, nice to have you on. Good to talk to you. Yeah. Um, I, you're the first person who said Galactic Tank Force is an A plus, so uh, that's crazy. Um, we'll yep, see. <laughs> I'm ready to defend it on pin side. I'm jumping on that hype thread. I'm going to join in the battle. I'm glad you said it because I have one on the way. Ooh, yeah, looks gorgeous. Yeah. It looks gorgeous. It looks cool. gorgeous. Thank you. So we're going to do a hopefully next week, maybe the week after, get Rachel on talk about some 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 of your top earners again. Let's keep aside. Uh, maybe we should start betting because we should be gambling on this podcast. But let's do a side, uh, I don't know, side bet, whatever you want to call. It. We'll do the top three earners per usual. But let's also keep track of how that game earns over the next six months or years. She has a bunch of data for you, and and she keeps all of it. And she's all excited about telling you because the Foo Fighters it it might break the record. It is Jeez. earning incredibly oh, wow. well. We have we have the pro here, yeah. So. She's excited to update you on that. All right. Well, Blake, you keep playing it. And I think, um, you know, we're probably going to have a, one of our close friends, uh, Doc Monday, join again soon. Shout out to Nudge Pinball, the best, Ooh. biggest print yeah. pinball on the planet. Um, go check out. I know they have some new Nudge stuff going. I think it's all sold out. The Nudge 100, is that Nudge 100, Nudge, Nudge 3 is coming out. And Rachel is actually on the cover. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fix well, everyone machine. out there, yeah, go go check out Nudge, go Facebook, Instagram, Google it, all that. Check out their posts. Um, hopefully, going to have Doc on here again very soon. We are going to continue, uh, back by popular request, all the thankful for list that Kale, Doc, and myself started last Thanksgiving. We're not going to wait until Thanksgiving 2023. We're going to talk about what we're thankful for, starting with I think roughly 25, and just keep going through that list and. And whatever, but hey, look for that soon and all the other bullshit that the pinball party will bring. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, all that shit. Don't give us any Patreon money. Uh, we're going to start kicking you off soon. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye. Sincerely, thank you for sticking around listening to the pinball party episode 27. Feel free to contact us, correct us, send us in your horror stories, please, from the secondary market at pinballpartypodcast at gmail.com. Go check out the other Pinball Network shows, Triple Drain, the pinball show earlier this week. Pretty great. I think Triple Drain was last week. Again, great job, Joel, Tom, Travis, one of my faves. Off the Pinball Network is Bro, Do You Even Talk Pinball? Awesome episode recently by Nick and Kevin. As always, not surprised. Awesome. If you're anywhere around the Arizona area, go check out the Electric Bat Arcade in Tempe, Arizona. Amazing tournaments, amazing atmosphere, amazing owners. And if you're looking for something to read and you just want to, you know, you want to touch it, Nudge Pinball, Nudge Magazine. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, in real life, paper, Doc Monday. How you doing, man? We'll talk to you soon. To everyone else, bye-bye.